This is a live shot. Uh, President Trump will soon be standing there at the podium because he's in Iowa tonight. This is the setup for a fundraiser. If he takes the stage, we will go back out to President Trump at that point. He was in Iowa earlier today as well at an ethanol plant celebrating the fact that, hey, we finally, I don't know why it took so long, but we finally lifted the summer E15 ban on ethanol. So now you and I can go out and use E15 all year round. Great news for our corn growers, obviously. And as, here's the thing, and if many of you probably know this, I don't, but as President Trump said earlier today, like, why in the world didn't we do this a long time ago? Why didn't they get rid of the E15 ban during the summer a long, long time ago? So now it is going to be year round. Some great news here as well, by the way, our fellow North Dakotan chairman of the National Corn Growers, Kevin Skunas, he was in Iowa today as well, celebrating this good news for our corn growers. So good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I didn't want to go here today. I really don't. Like, this just feels like it's light years away from me. But the reality of it is, folks, the 2020 presidential campaign, it, in my opinion, kicked off today. You've got President Trump, obviously, in Iowa, the big sort of first state, plus Democrat frontrunner Joe Biden in Iowa as well. Today, of course, President Trump, <laughs> he knows what's going on. He gets the game. He walks out at the White House before heading to Iowa to grab the headlines, take the oxygen out of the room so Joe Biden couldn't get those and dominate. I'm going to go through some of the clips today from President Trump and Joe Biden as well. I want to do this, though, in chronological order, only because it's probably the most fun and most entertaining way to do this. So uh, on his way to Iowa, President Trump gets out of the White House, as he always does. He's great about this, takes some questions from the media. Now, for you, though, for those of you out there that watch the show regularly, um, for those of you that get easily triggered, I know that sometimes some of you do. I just want to share with you, this is a trigger alert. If you're someone that gets easily triggered, just beware. Some of the clips we're going to play for you tonight, they may trigger you. Uh, this is President Trump. Literally, he literally is walking out from the White House. I don't know. Some of the press must have been yelling something about Joe Biden being in Iowa. So here's President Trump talking about facing Joe Biden and having him in Iowa today. Well, I heard Biden, uh, who's a loser. I mean, look, Joe never got more than 1%, except Obama took him off the trash heap. And now it looks like he's failing. Now, I have to tell you, he's a different guy. He looks different than he used to. He acts different than he used to. He's even slower than he used to be. So I don't know. But when he mentions my name that many times, I guess I should be complimented. No, I'd rather run against, I think, Biden than anybody. Uh, I think he's the weakest mentally. And I like running against people that are weak mentally. I think Joe is the weakest up here. I call him 1% Joe because until Obama came along, he didn't do very well. I know some of you don't like that stuff, but you have to have a sense of humor. For any guy that's going to walk out of the White House, but, hey, yeah, Joe Biden, he's a loser. Until President Trump up that. Uh, I told you it was going to be a trigger alert. I know some of you get triggered by that stuff. That was my trigger alert just to, to make you beware. But uh, very fascinating to watch how this thing is going to play out. Now, if that wasn't enough trolling right there for President Trump to take all the oxygen out of the room, President Trump, as we've seen on Twitter, I mean, the guy's the master troller. He trolls the media like nobody else. And today, again, you got to have a sense of humor. It's almost hysterical at this point because President Trump, it's like a bunch of little kittens with the media. It's like he's the guy with that little red, you know, 
red uh, infrared thing they can just spread it around and the cats will start jumping all over the place and like playing with little toys and that's what he did today he's there's a lot of conversation still about this u.s mexico immigrant immigration deal <laughs> so president trump was asked about it here's what he did that's the agreement that everybody says they don't have so no because i'm going to let mexico do the announcement at the right time from Mexico, they want to go through it, but here's the agreement. It's a very simple agreement. This is one page. This is one page of a very long and very good agreement for both Mexico and the United States. Without the tariffs, we would have had nothing. We had nothing two weeks ago. I don't like it when newspapers write fake news or when reporters like you do fake news. I don't like that. So right here is the agreement. It's very simple. It's right here. And in here is everything you want to talk about. Done. It's done. It's done. It's all done. It's right here, folks. It's right here. Just It's one page. Very simple. It's right here, folks. I mean, you know those reporters were just dying. And then when he pulls the old, yeah, and I don't like it when the news, like fake reporters like you, do this kind of stuff. So I've got it right here. One page. Very simple. <laughs> Uh, 2020 is just going to be epic. So now let's move on to Joe Biden. And look, I, I, I say this only, here's what I'm going to do. Watch Joe Biden's speech today. Okay, because again, I know a lot of people get triggered about this. But when President Trump calls him Sleepy Joe, just go watch the 20, 25 minute speech that Joe Biden gave today. And if you can tell me that you honestly watched the full 25, 27 minutes, you know, golf clap for you. I couldn't get through without, you know, doing one of those head bobs. So here's uh, Vice President Joe Biden talking about President Trump earlier today. You know, uh, the uh, and I think that, look, I, I believe that the president is literally an existential threat to America. President Trump is an existential threat. Do you know what existential means, by the way? So I, I didn't, I needed to look it up. Existential means like it will erase the existence of. So what Joe Biden is saying there, can you have, be, have any more demagoguery than that? That's saying, hey, if President Trump continues to be president, the United States of America will no longer exist. It's an existential threat, right? But let's remind you, Joe Biden was the guy that gave $150 billion, allowed Iran to sell oil. Iran calls us, you know, the devil. But yeah, President Trump's the existential threat. To what? Lower unemployment, Joe? Higher wages? <laughs> and I know that's the opposite, but I'm just, I, I don't get it. It's such hyperbole and demagoguery. So I uh, wanted to play that for you, but also then here's what's fascinating. Joe Biden, we've seen him, we call him Flip Flappy Joe. But do you remember the song? And producer Josh, remember from, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it was Adam Sandler had the old slop it Joe, slop, slop it Joe. No. Yeah, so that was the Lunch Lady song from Saturday Night Live. So we're going to call Joe Flip Floppy Joe, Flip Floppy Joe now, Flip Floppy Joe. Because watch what he does here. He already flipped on the Hyde Amendment, right? You had the Hyde Amendment. He's like, no, I'm going to be okay with that. Now he's not. And then this is just in last May, in early May, Joe Biden said this about the threat of China. China is going to eat our lunch? Come on, man. They can't even figure out how to deal with the, 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 the fact that they have this great division between the China Sea and the mountains in the east, I mean, in the west. 
they can't figure out how they're going to deal with the corruption that exists within the system. I mean, I, you know, they're not bad folks, folks, but guess what? They're not a they're, they're not, they're competition for us. They're not competition. They're not a threat. They're not a threat, folks. I'm a China. Very simple. Can you say paid off? I'm sure you've heard the story at this point now, but remember Joe Biden with his son Hunter on Air Force Two. Hunter Biden never ran a hedge fund before, never been in that world before, flies over to China with his dad Joe on Air Force Two. And what do you know? Hunter Biden ends up getting a billion dollars put into his hedge fund from China. Never done that before, but China's just given him a billion dollars. No wonder Joe Biden's saying that there's no threat there. I would say there's no threat if my son was going to get a billion dollars from somebody. But then, Joe, go to PA where you were born. Go to Ohio and ask them about how the manufacturing sector has just been decimated because China manipulates its currency, because China's paying Chinese workers pennies on the dollar. Wall Street knows it. Manufacturers know it. So they go to China to produce their products. Pennies on the dollar as we decimate middle America, Joe. But of course, they're no threat. Because you just your son just made a billion. He just got a billion dollars for his fund that he's never ran before. So now, literally just, what is it now, almost June 15th? So five, six weeks later, this was Joe Biden, flip-flopping Joe now, Joe Biden in Iowa earlier today. China poses real challenges to the United States and uh, uh, some ways a real threat to the United States. But Donald Trump is only exacerbating the threat and the danger. Flip-flopping Joe now. If you do any homework on what's happening in China right now, the, the supply chains, the manufacturing chains in China are starting to move out. You go to Epic Times. There's a great article there. Uh, you look at what's happening with Huawei. Huawei starting to feel the pressure from President Trump. There's going to get a deal done here with President Xi. It's just a matter of when and what exactly that's going to look like. So that's in sort of the chronological order of the day up to this point. Then again, President Trump was at an ethanol plant earlier today. Talked a lot about how great you know, our farmers are, what E15 year-round is going to mean, how it now is generating energy dominance here for the United States of America. He also said this as well, and I want to play this for you quickly. Uh, this is what he said about the USMCA. And I, wanted, I chose this clip out of his speech in Iowa today because I think it gives, we have a lot of clout right now in our community, in our area, because you've got Congressman Peterson. He's the chairman of the House Ag Committee. He's a Democrat. He has got the opportunity to put a lot of leverage on Nancy Pelosi to bring the USMA to, USMCA to the floor. Here's what President Trump said earlier today. Go out and press the Democrats, everyone in your area, press. We need the help of the Democrats. Press Nancy Pelosi, press them all. Because if they don't put it up, it's a tremendous opportunity, probably something like you won't see again. So there's President Trump talking about, hey, make sure you put pressure on people for the USMCA. Obviously, that's why Vice President Pence was here. So, uh, hey, call Congressman Peterson's office, send him emails and say, go talk to Nancy Pelosi. The White House has now submitted the USMCA so to the House so they can bring it to the floor. It's going to pass. It will pass. That'll be great news for manufacturing, great news for farmers, great news for the United States of America. So, Earlier today, Secretary Purdue, the uh, Ag Secretary, he went to Iowa with President Trump as well. Our D.C. Bureau caught up with him and asked him about, hey, so what's the immediate benefit of lifting the E-15 summer ban? He also asked him another question, which 
I haven't heard this before, but he asked him also about does getting rid of the E15 ban increase smog? Uh, here's Secretary Purdue. Will there be an immediate benefit to lifting the E15 summer ban? And what do you make of concerns that using fuel in the summer will dramatically increase smog? Well, again, I think uh, debunking the myth that using ethanol increases smog is not scientifically correct. We know that E15 burns cleaner and uh, it, it helps in the cost as well. It gives consumers choice. We think absolutely the uh, President Trump's agreement to uh, go year round for that as he committed to do will be a great boom to uh, ethanol industry as well as uh, corn farmers across the United States. This is another way that we can use domestic demand without having to depend on uh, our domestic supply without having to use international demand. So there's also been a lot of conversation about the uh, trade aid part due and what that is going to mean for people that have got, you know, acres of prevent plants. There's been a lot of conversation around that in the second round of trade aid. Um, our D.C. Bureau asked Secretary Purdue about that. CCC Charter Act precludes us from uh, using market facilitation program, which we're using for this, uh, uh, this uh, program. Uh, to be used on crops that are not planted. However, there are some other opportunities we're looking at exploring with uh, combining with the disaster bill and other types of things to help give a minimal payment for those uh, helping to uh, up the uh, prevented planting crop insurance number. Hopefully that will help give you some insight there on what they're going to do with the prevent plant acres for our great farmers. Also, we've been talking about this. This is the hot topic. Congressman Armstrong says all the time, hey, the number one thing he still gets asked about today is immigration, immigration, immigration. So the acting uh, DHS secretary, Kevin McAleenan, he uh, testified today in front of the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee. As we all know, Senator Lindsey Graham is putting forth a bill to change the asylum laws, to do some things to help mitigate some of the challenges that we face. We talk a lot about these people come here, they get just one little tippy toe on U.S. soil, and then they can claim asylum. And the problem with that is that you've got all these people now, they know if they've got kids with them, they're going to claim asylum. We can only hold them for 20 days because of the Flores Agreement. And then we have to release them into the interior of our country. It is so insane that our laws even, you know, have us do that. But here's what's even more shocking. So uh, Acting Secretary McAleenan was asked about, hey, so these people come in, well, we give them a, a court date, a court hearing to get their asylum claims adjudicated. How many of them are really showing up? Here's the exchange. What percentage of the people show up for the asylum hearing? So it depends on the demographic, the court, but we do see too many cases where people are not showing up. We did an expedited pilot with family units this year uh, with ICE and the immigration courts. Out of those 7,000 cases, 90 received final orders of removal in absentia, 90%. 90% did not show up? Correct. Okay. That is a recent sample from families crossing the border. Folks, 90%. And you always hear from the other side, like, oh, these people show up. No, you know, they, they remember, they tell you that these illegals, they follow the laws better than Americans do. 90% of them aren't even shown up to their court hearing. We release them into the country. We have no idea where they go, where they are. We have no then real chance to adjudicate them. And that's why this U.S.-Mexico uh, immigration agreement is so powerful now, because now these people stay in Mexico and their asylum claims get adjudicated while they are in Mexico, while they are in Mexico. Also, Senator Lindsey Graham uh, talked about how broken our asylum laws are and then even said this about the impact of building 
a wall. All the money in the world is not going to fix this problem in Central America as long as you can get to the United States and not be sent back. Life here is always going to be better than life there. Our goal is to improve life there and give people some hope in their own country. But what's odd about this disaster is that people are not trying to avoid being caught. They're looking for the first Border Patrol agent they can find to turn themselves in. A wall will not fix this problem. The only way the wall would fix this problem is to build it in Mexico so they'd never step a foot in the United States. But once you put one foot in the United States and you claim asylum, we have a major dysfunctional system. So just to be clear here, what he's saying is that, hey, even if we put up a wall and uh, the entire wall is in, you know, U.S. soil, it's still not going to do anything for these asylum seekers because they know how to exploit our asylum law. So would love to know your point of view, what you heard there. Of course, what you heard earlier if on Flip Floppy Joe now. Flip Floppy Joe, President Trump, uh, lots to discuss here in this opening segment.